Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Boating Industry Insider. I am David G, Content Director and Editor-in-Chief at Boating Industry, and we are happy to have you along. Happy to have along Stephanie Vadalero from RBFF, also known as Recreational Boating and Fishing Foundation. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you. So just to catch people up a little bit, the last time I saw you was at the Miami International Boat Show when you and President and CEO of RBFF, Frank Peterson, hosted us and gave us a little state of the state of, uh, of fishing in America. And that was two and a half months ago. And it might as well have been two and a half years. That seems like a <laughs> place, a different planet, doesn't it? It does. It does feel like it was like uh, a year ago. <laughs> yeah, just right on the cusp of, you know, I mean, then we were still talking about boating and fishing and outboards and center consoles and not COVID-19 and coronavirus. So always would rather talk about the former than the latter, but that's the, that's the world we live in, right? Well, we also are still talking about boating and fishing. But, and yes, we I'm are. I'm glad we're having this conversation. Because in fact, that's why you're here. Exactly. That's why I'm here as well. So talk about, let, so that's the, the COVID-19 is obviously the, the bad news. Let's talk about the good news. I understand that uh, uh, you've had a, a little bit of, of, a, of a bump for, uh, for recreational fishing. Yeah, so it's been really interesting over the last few months. Um, you know, when, when things first hit, uh, we decided of uh, the Take Me Fishing campaign, which is our campaign that goes out to try to increase participation in the sport. Um, when the virus first started getting bad here, you know, uh, mid-March, we said, hmm, let's push back the launch a little bit. Normally it's an April 1st launch. Let's push back to May 1st and see what happens. And and we have a lot of metrics that we're accountable for in increasing participation in the sport. And we're prepared, you know, making all these projections that we might have, uh, you know, negative figures and how we're gonna deal with that and how we're gonna combat that. Um, you know, a couple of months in, a couple of pushbacks on the campaign and we went, we can't put this campaign in the market. It's uh, tone deaf. It's not sensitive to what's going on. Uh, so, uh, working in partnership with um, NMMA, around the same time, uh, Frank Hugelmeyer, their president, started having conversations with our Frank, uh, Frank Peterson, and we decided to go in together on a campaign to promote the sports of fishing and boating for this summer. And in a matter of weeks, I mean three weeks, four weeks, we have put together a TV advertisement and digital ads, and we're excited to be launching that uh, coming up soon. Nice. So are you hearing, I've, I know I've read a, a couple of stories from around the country, uh, localized stories about uh, just kind of anecdotally that people who, you know, were just really searching for something to do outdoors were either discovering fishing or rediscovering fishing. Talk a little bit about that and, and, uh, and just how people were, were finding fishing during COVID-19. People are looking for fishing like you wouldn't believe uh, and boating. Um, our website, our digital properties hold how-to information, mm -hmm. where-to information, and that state license component. And we have seen traffic to all of our digital assets overall increase by 65%. And some of the key areas like the licensing information and our organic traffic, that's traffic we don't pay for, uh, is up almost 400%. So we're seeing insane numbers of people coming to the site, looking for information on how to get out fishing and boating. And we've heard the same from Discover Boating mm -hmm. um, and some other companies as well. 
What is it? Uh, I mean, it, what do you what are you hearing about fishing that's that's uh, kind of appealing? Is it, it just being outdoors? Is it the fact that you can fish and easily socially distance? It's not you know we're we're not crammed together uh, uh, you know in a in a common area. What, what why do you think you've uh, you've experienced this this not an uptick but really uh, a dramatic yeah. spike? I think it's all of that, and I'll I'll tell you a little bit more about that. Um, it is fishing is obviously something you can do while you're social distancing. In fact, you don't want to be so close yeah. to somebody else to get your line tangled up. Yeah, it's also something you can do close to home. Yeah. Um, people might be exploring uh, a little bit new territory, but you know, neighborhood ponds and streams, and um, it's not something you have to uh, get far away to do. Mm -hmm. um, the other aspect, and, and this is one of the things we're going to be playing up in our summer campaign, is this, this kind of restorative power of fishing and boating. Right. It's that connecting with nature. It's that downtime. It's that quality time with your little quarantine group and, and kind of unplugging from the world. All benefits that we need right now. <laughs> yeah, amen to that. You know, uh, we're hearing so, you know, January and February boat shows were all really strong. It looked like uh, we were certainly starting out the year on pace to to have another uh, probably low double digit growth uh, continuing. Uh, the you know, we've seen in the last roughly decade or so in, in, in most categories, obviously March sales, you know, production sh shutdowns, uh, dealers shut down, uh, you know, fell off a cliff. But April and May have now come back with a vengeance. Uh, we're hearing from, from many dealers that, that they're setting sale, you know, all-time sales records in, in April and May. That's good news. Probably the, the sub-headline, uh, maybe even the headline, uh, the, the, the better part of that, I think even, even aggregate total sales, is how many of those sales are to first-time boaters. And that's been you know, a nut that's been really hard to crack the last few years. Every time uh, the boating industry gets together, we always talk about how do we appeal to the millennials and to first-time boaters, how do we how do we get them? How do we keep them? Uh, so that that is wonderful news. Our, uh, I, we it's kind of early to figure out where those the the demographics where the ages break down. I'm sure as as summer goes on and, and fall comes around, we'll we'll see some of that breakdown. But what are you seeing in fishing? Are you seeing among the first timers? Are are you getting any hint that it's a particular age group? Is it young people? Is it millennials? Is it a mix? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't know that we have the data yet to say how many first timers are getting out fishing. Um, we do know we did an analysis of all the state um, fishing license purchases. Mm -hmm. We started seeing states reporting, you know, record May sales, um, you know, increases of 40%, 30% uh, for fishing license sales. But when you start to dig into the data a little bit, what you're really seeing is there's a lot of increases in some states and there's a lot of decreases oh, really? depending where you are, right? Washington had very strict rules about not being on the water. That state had a big decrease and some other areas as well. Um, when you look across the country, I think you end up net positive. But like I said, there's a lot of highs and lows. And particularly what's interesting and, and makes sense is that the non-resident sales are down. Okay. For state yeah. agencies, right? People are buying licenses in their own state and they're not traveling. So um, 
what's really important to us and what we're trying to communicate coming out of this is people who are newcomers, mm -hmm. we have to keep them. Yeah. Great. They're trying it, but let's retain them. Let's, right. you know, use our marketing tactics to keep them engaged, sending them newsletters and information about local stockings and giving them that good experience. And one of the things that, that we find in, in boating is, or we're all, all fond of saying, hey, if we could just get you out on the water, I know you'd love it. I know you'd be sold. It's just, you know, there's plenty of people who don't have a boat, don't know anybody with a boat, don't have access to a boat, so they don't get exposed to boating. I know that, that uh, in looking at some of your statistics and data, that exposure to fishing through a family member or friend or whatever is, in, is important to getting people involved as well, isn't it? Exposure to fishing is absolutely important for getting people involved. And we've actually found through studies that three, three times is kind of the magic number. Okay. You need to experience it at least three times. And when you're going after, you know, our target audience is families with young children. And our, our country, our industry is really good at holding these kids fishing events, kids fishing derbies. But what we found is if the parents aren't involved, mm -hmm. they're, they're gonna go fishing once, they may even come home with a fishing rod, but they may not make it out again. Mm -hmm. So getting that whole family unit and getting them to go at least three times is key to future participation. Okay, interesting. I, uh, we normally in, in boating industry do an annual kind of roundup uh, state of the state of, of, of both freshwater fishing and, and, uh, and saltwater fishing. What are you, let, let's talk a little about just uh, apart from, from COVID-19 and just talk a little bit about the state of fishing. What are you seeing in terms of of youth particip uh, participation, women, minorities, just what are you seeing in, in, in some of those uh, sub areas? Well, I'll let you in on a little secret. <laughs> <laughs> we have some new numbers coming out oh, soon. Um, okay. And I, I don't, I can't give you the exact numbers, but what I can say is we're really pleased to see that all of the key metrics that we follow, which are a lot of the ones you just named, overall participation, youth, women and Hispanics as the largest minority group are all growing. Nice. Um, they're all looking really good. And the biggest problem that we have with participation in fishing is retention. Um, this year we have a net positive, but last year uh, we had a record number of people who lapsed out of the sport, who left. So it's really important, as I mentioned before, keeping those folks who come into the fold. A lot of them are women, a lot of them are young girls. And one of the findings we see is that they don't see themselves in the sport, literally. They don't see themselves in catalogs, they don't see themselves in the tackle shops. Um, they don't feel like they belong. So that's kind of what's happening now. Um, numbers are looking really good and it'll be interesting to see what happens post pandemic yeah. Yeah. because we're getting all these indicators that participation is up, um, given the, the amount of info people are looking for, but will it stick? Mm -hmm. That's the big question. Well, we have our uh, women making waves issue coming up. So I've, I've kind of got uh, women and data and boating and fishing on the brain. And I have to say that, that I loved the, the women making waves video that RBFF produced that uh, we saw in the, in the boat shows the last couple of months. Uh, what do you, you know, do you get feedback from that? What do you, you know, are you getting a little bump from that? Do you think, what do you, what do you think? 
Yeah, well, since we've launched that campaign, um, I think it's two years in the market now, we're going into year three. We have seen an increase in our female followings on social media. We have seen an increase in uh, women participating in fishing. Um, so yeah, I definitely think it's having a positive effect. Again, we're trying to just show women that they belong right. out there. Right. Empower them to feel comfortable. There's a whole slew of other things outside of our marketing campaign that have to happen <laughs> for that to really take hold. But, um, yeah. you know, I, I would say I'm seeing a little bit of a difference at the boat shows and I'm, I'm pleased with that. Could, could the industry be doing more? Sure. But, you know, I, I think they know that there's a lot of opportunity there and starting to see some small changes. You know, whenever we survey our, our readers, the industry, and, and find out the topics that are most important to people, always in that top three, four, five are, are, is water access uh, infrastructure. We know that that's extremely, having access to water is, is extremely important. It's, it's vital for, for the sport of, of recreational boating. Uh, I know that access is, in, is important for, for fishing enthusiasts as well, isn't it? Absolutely. Access is, is very important. And I think there's, there's two things um, maybe impeding people having that access. And one is the, the literal. They, they don't, you know, live near water. They don't know where to go, right? You've never been fishing before. Where do I even start? And our website, takemefishing.org, has this map of the country where people can look and find places near them. We want to help that beginner, that newcomer. Uh, but also, I think there's a, a perceived barrier that when you go fishing, you need to like drive out into the country two hours and people don't realize that the, the community pond is fishable or, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, the local park they can go to. Um, I think there's a lot of perceived barriers we have to overcome and that's, that's one of them. Okay. So uh, last question, you're uh, bullish about the future of fishing, I assume? Bullish about the future? Well, it certainly <laughs> feels really good right now. Yeah, well, um, yeah, yeah. But you know, we're all kind of holding our breath a little bit because as I said, I, you know, all the indicators are great. Our numbers are through the roof. Um, we're seeing really, really positive traction uh, with the engagement with our content. And we're hearing good things from states. But again, we, we need to, um, when the pandemic starts to sort of resolve itself, when things start to calm down, hopefully, <laughs> Um, will people stick with it or will they go back to their old routines? We're hopeful not, yeah. but uh, it's very hard to say. But right now things certainly do look very good. Yeah, well, that's a, a good place to end on. And uh, uh, I think all of our crystal balls these days look just slightly murky. So uh, yeah. uh, it'll be interesting to see how we, how we all emerge out of this. Stephanie, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's great yeah. catching up with you. Yeah, so see you on the water, stay happy, stay healthy. I'm David G with this edition of Boating Industry Insider.